0: Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today is going to be combining two different podcasts together because, uh, they actually share some of the, some similar topics. Uh, the first one is, and, and let me just say before I get into this, that this is going to be a really difficult topic for me to tackle. Uh, there's some, some very, you know, we're in a time where uh, fat phobia and diet culture and, you know, people not being conscious of appropriate uh, language that should be used and terminology that should be used. And I'm definitely guilty of some of this. I'm trying to get better with the right pronouns, him and her, she and them. I'm trying to, you know, not perpetuate diet culture. And a lot of people, you know, White people like me really need to learn, and it's it's going to take some time. But I am attempting to educate myself and and get better as we all need to. And I've been kind of when I first when I heard this first podcast, which is called Love uh, Food Heaven, and it's by two dietitians, Wendy Lopez and Jessica Jones. When I first heard this specific podcast, it kind of really made me feel not great about myself, to be honest. And it made me rethink even whether I wanted to do this podcast and whether I wanted to post some of the previous episodes that I've taped, because the last thing that I want to do is contribute to unhealthy behaviors and also what i am attempting to do with this podcast is find balance and not be so focused on the number and but with that i'm sure i've said things in my previous podcast that are problematic that perpetuate this diet culture and i mean i used to work in it so so i am very uh inundated or i i've been inundated throughout my life because of where, you know, my age with this, with these ideas. So I'm, I think the, the goal of some of this podcast is to really help deprogram both myself and to analyze what's happening in society and just know that I am definitely not perfect. I will never be perfect, but I am going to continually work on myself, and try to put out good, positive things. So I hope that nothing we talk about is triggering. Please, if you're triggered, do not listen to this podcast. Uh, Again, the last thing I want to do is perpetuate unhealthy diet culture. So, So the reason that the first podcast got kind of made me really self-reflect and think about things is because... So the the two women that host this podcast, Wendy and Jessica, I mean, they are, they are the true experts, right? They're they're actual registered dietitians. I feel that I'm knowledgeable enough to speak on these topics because of my experiences in life, but I'm not a, a, an expert with a, a, a license like a dietitian would have. So I will start having some experts in their field in terms... Terms of people with license licenses where they can truly speak from that expert standpoint. I speak kind of as someone who has worked in these industries, who's been part of this obsessive diet culture my whole life, and you know, so I, I do share that perspective, and also food addiction and all of those other things. But, um, but Wendy and Jessica have a an. An especially unique perspective because they're both women of color, and they had and they talk a lot about the intersection of you know diet culture and and racism, and uh, they they brought on this woman who's a PhD. Her name is uh, Sabrina Strings, and she was incredible. She has written this book called "Fearing the Fat," "Fearing the Black Body." And you know, I'm I I was going to do a whole podcast episode on this specific episode, but I actually don't feel it's my place to really break this down because I I would like to have another person of color on the podcast with me to help give that that their perspective, which will be very important. But what, um, you know, what Sabrina talked about the first thing that kind of hit me in the gut was that a lot of today's uh th- dialogue around um around weight loss or the reason that people diet is in this facade of health and when she said that i was like oh my god like that's what i've been talking about and and i i think and it it took me it took me a little while to work through this because at first I just felt bad at myself, and I, I was just completely wrong. But I also, you know, I do look at it from the perspective of my father, who had massive heart attacks all his life and diabetes. So, so there is that specific health culture that I or health that I do strongly believe in, and that that's not going to change. Um, but what I what they were really talking about was the the idea of BMI, of the actual physical number that uh that doctors and uh, dietitians really in the past have been taught that this is what people should be conscious of and that does not work across the board that was very that was based on that whole bmi structure was based on white people and when you look at different cult- cultures people have just naturally larger bodies that don't fit into that bmi that you know that i used to look at someone's you know Quote unquote ideal weight when I was in the weight loss industry. But I, I definitely knew that some of those weights were never going to associate with my client, especially when I would work in areas that had different cultures and, and just larger bodies. And, uh, so. That is something that I wholeheartedly agree with, that I do not believe in the BMI to determine someone's health. Um, When I worked at Equinox, we had this whole campaign called, you know, people that were skinny fat, that, you know, naturally had a thin body and could really eat anything they wanted, but they weren't healthy. They might have high cholesterol. They might not have a lot of muscle tone. They, um, you know, they weren't eating nutritionally. Their body and metabolism was such that they could eat junk food and still maintain a low body weight. And, and what these women kind of broke down was that's where this becomes kind of a, a racial issue that that these people that society is holding up as beautiful, just because they happen to be born into this, you know, thin body does not mean that they're healthy. And this facade of trying to say, oh, you're healthy if you have a low body weight, that's just not true. So I, I do wholeheartedly agree with that. And where, you know, I've talked about wanting to lose some more weight, what I really want to do is increase my lean muscle and decrease my body fat. That's really, for me, what it comes down to. It's not the number on the scale. It's more the way my clothes are fitting and the way that I feel. You know, when I'm moving throughout the day or when I'm running, you know, not having parts of me that don't feel right because I am carrying excess weight on. that That's – or excess body fat is really what I should say. It's not necessarily, again, the number. It's more about focusing on nutritional value and, and just overall, um, you know, being in – Again, not weight, but um, you know, just having good nutrition and and being focused on how things make you feel versus what you look like. So, so I I I think that that's where I started to be like, okay, I'm I'm not this evil human being that is just focused on numbers. That's just not me. Uh, The other thing that they brought up that I want to also bring into this podcast that I just listened to with Taylor Strucker is uh, this idea of how society is fat phobic and what Sabrina related it back to was fearing the black body and the larger body basically. And she talked about how today's fat phobia in our society does date back to racism and Protestantism where The you know in in when back in slavery the the times when there was slavery that uh, the slave trade would perpetuate that uh, you know black people had larger bodies because of their oral appetites and this need to constantly feed themselves and whereas white women were inundated with this very strict religion where they were taught to show temperance at the table and be restrictive and and punishment and and that uh you know and and that's very much religion that's always suppressed women and so you put those two things together and it it really was something to think about and and resonated with me i can i can really see how religion has put women especially into this box and how the the difference between how white women are you know taught maybe this different idea of how thin they should be and why they should be. I mean, I never thought about it from a religious aspect. But how this ended up correlating to Taylor and and this is where also I was very grateful for the fact that Mackenzie Green was on her show. So Mackenzie Green is a, a very strong, educated Black woman. She won the Miss American Pageant. Miss America Pageant. Uh, she works for I think like Who What Where. She's worked for BET. She's she's just an awesome human being, and she is. Taylor brought her on to the Taylor Strucker show as a co-host uh, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement was was beginning and also because Taylor's, you know, as most white people have done that she's said some problematic things as as again as all of us have and i one of the things i respect about taylor is she she called herself out on a couple of occasions for really big things that i i would have had hard trouble a hard time admitting myself and the fact that she exposed herself like that and responded to a listener who had written in I just I, I i have a lot of respect for her doing that, and Mackenzie and Mackenzie doesn't have to take her time to teach us white people, you know what what the appropriate way to speak and act now you know is, but she's she has you know graciously given her some of her time to do just that, and the so so they started talking about well, first of all, I. So it's the, the 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 way they started talking about diet culture is they were in their teen three they were analyzing uh, a picture that Tara Reid had posted and Tara Reid if you know if you look at her Instagram you'll see this very recent photo of her in a bikini and she looks very 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 like worry worrying worrisomely okay that's not a word um, she was very thin and it, it almost seemed like a cry for help. And Taylor just kind of spiraled into this diatribe on like, so people on her Instagram were, you know, on Tara Reid's Instagram were saying like, girl, you need to eat, you know, you look anorexic, you there's something, you know, clearly wrong. And, and apparently, um, Tara Reid had responded, saying that, this is really difficult for her because she eats all the time and she just has a a fast metabolism and what taylor was spiraling on was this concept of you know the body top, the body positivity movement being used by skinny white women and how She gets offended because Taylor struggles with her weight and she would rather be one of those people because she does understand that there are very, very thin people who don't want to be that thin and they really can't do anything about it. They can eat – you know, house subs and not, and not gain any weight. And maybe they're self-conscious in this Kardashian era where they don't have the curves that some other women have. And so while Taylor was admitting that, she also was kind of tearing it apart because she's like, fuck that. She's like, I would much rather be that person. And she just was going on and on and on and on and on about it. And what I thought, you know, skinny girl crying, I'm too skinny, poor me, poor me. But what I thought was really interesting is that Mackenzie then brought up that, like, she gets it. And, she, but she also, what she, she kind of gave this different perspective on the fact that our culture in general is very fat phobic and that. People in general should not be commenting on other people's bodies. It just – it shouldn't be a topic of conversation. People should just be able to be. People should be able to be themselves. People should not be judging other people based on superficial expectations of what society deems beautiful. And this is – I mean, when she started talking about that, I mean, I immediately felt guilty about a comment I made earlier about this girl I had kind of stalked on Instagram who was so thin and she had a beautiful body, but she looked unnaturally thin. And I was kind of being judgmental about her anorexic looking body. And again, who the hell am I to comment on this girl? So, you know, what I loved about what, what Mackenzie shared is that that it, that there was no judgment on it, that all of us are, all of us who have been inundated by, um, just, just, you know, just living in the world today, right? Like, and and for the past 30 years or so, because they're both in their 30s. And we had these, you know, when we were young, there were, you know, all the models in, in the pictures, the Kate Moss look. I mean, this was what was held up as the beauty standard. And, you know, where, you know, myself and Mackenzie and Taylor, I mean, we have, we have, Regular bodies that uh, that that fit, even though we're not the models, right? We we do fit into a societal societal norm, and what what Mackenzie so are, you know, just clearly was able to elaborate on was that the the body t- positivity movement was really created by fat women who and i'm using that word fat because i believe that is what fat people want to be called now i i believe that is now an appropriate term um that fat women and especially black and brown women who have been called out and and demonized and vilified forever for just being in their normal bodies that 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 society has created this eurocentric standard for what is acceptable and these women are just trying to be okay with themselves and 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 kind of step back from what society has has perpetuated as what we should all be striving for because it's just you know the the, the fat body is a beautiful body the black body is a beautiful body and everybody everybody but nobody should be even be judging or talking about. It. I mean, that's the whole point. And what what Mackenzie was able to articulate from what Taylor had said is that And I'm not saying black, you know, Mackenzie as a black woman was articulate. I'm just saying she articulated this um, because I know that's also a racist thing to say with black people. But I, I, I'm just trying to say that she said this really wonderfully, um, and much better than I can speak right now. (laughs) Very much so. Uh, So basically, what she said was that that what Taylor was doing. By even calling out Tara Reed and and kind of tearing her down just like everybody else that was that that's part of this uh, patriarchal s- structure that has kept people focusing on this and spending all their money to get skinny we're, we're all inundated and Mackenzie you know Mackenzie you know as a woman herself as a woman of color that she comes from the pageant world. And she's worked for magazines and entertainment companies that also have perpetuated this diet culture. So, what I was very grateful for with her is that she, she, she made it. She's like, I've done it too. You know, we've all been part of this machine that is, is continues to, you know, have these conversations about people's bodies. Uh, you know, what's his name? Jonah Hill doesn't want anybody to comment on his body, good or bad. Don't comment on my body is what he said. And I, I you know, I get that, you know, and, and it comes coming from a man's perspective. It is very interesting in that. I mean, you know, who doesn't love to be complimented on their weight loss? But then, again, that's a focus on on, on someone's body. So it's, it's all not supposed to be done. And um, again, I definitely don't want to perpetuate any of that. What I want to do on this podcast is start to help people heal, start to look at it. I mean, I still do believe because even when Taylor was going through this, right, she was talking about how, you know, people should just accept other people that, you know it's okay to be at different weights and have larger bodies and exist, and and people should not be judging it. And Taylor brought up, you could tell she was struggling in her head because she brought up, okay, yeah, you know, like I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to do that, and. But then she was like, "But you know, I guess people should still eat healthy and work out just because they should for overall health." So she, and so she was kind of like, you could tell she was kind of caught on that, like, "Oh well, so am I just supposed to go and eat pasta for the rest of the day and uh, subs and not care about my body, or am I supposed to have you know work out and have good nutrition?" And and, and you could tell she was just struggling with that idea, but. That, but that's really, I think, what I, what the, you know, the intuitive movement is all about is, you know, you shouldn't want. So with with Taylor and looking at that, she shouldn't want to lose weight just to just. For, so people won't judge her, and she has things going on inside her mind. This internal dialogue about people judging her and everything—way, way, way more than I do. And and if I and it's very similar to like what Sammy might do on on Diet Starts Tomorrow, and and how she's described that dialogue where she she sometimes can in the past before she started this intuitive eating journey, she wasn't even able to fully enjoy a vacation because she used to be so focused on what she was going to. To eat and how many calories it had and if they're gonna eat later and and what if she what if she has a bite of this and who will judge her and who will look at her. I mean Mackenzie brought up that one of her friends who was a dietitian had this questionnaire like do you not want to eat in front of people? And how that is not a normal thing. That that uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to be judged for what they're eating in front of other people I, I I absolutely used to be that person way worse than I am now. I'm pretty comfortable eating almost anything in front of anybody at this point. I mean, certainly when I want to just binge on a Sunday, I like I definitely like to be alone mainly because I'm getting food all over the place but um but I, I mean I still have that in me where I would rather eat. A delicious meal that's really heavy alone, but I've I've definitely gotten out of the anxious head where I just won't eat in front of other people. It's luckily that's not playing a monologue playing throughout my head at this point. But I I do understand and can relate to how much other people struggle with that. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, Mackenzie did such a beautiful job breaking down. That episode, she had read Sabrina's book, Fearing the Fat Body. So she does I mean she'd be a perfect person to interview about that podcast and really understand her perspective. So when they started talking about just the book, they didn't even bring up the author or the the fact that it was uh, disseminated on this other podcast. but um, but I just i was I was really grateful that. I was able to go from feeling just really bad about myself to understanding that all of us are kind of in the same boat where we're all trying to work through these issues on acceptance and finding, you know, the right the right balance for us where we're not demonizing certain foods and we're not you know, kicking ourselves and beating ourselves up for certain eating behaviors where we just are. And, but, but that we do, I mean, again, the, the focus on just nutrition for nutrition's sake so that you live a healthier life, so that you f- just feel good when you wake up. So you have natural energy, um, you know, looking at how things, how foods make you feel versus, you know, designating them as good or bad. So, you know, what Taylor ended with is, she is very fat phobic and and very much you know because of what society has taught her because she was you know, look at all the trauma she had from her past with her uh, ex-husband's family. you know they were probably I don't know them, but from what you know she's shared, they're probably very, very thin white women who constantly are dieting and and exercising as punishment just to burn calories, not for the endorphin release, not because it just makes them feel energized for the day, but to to fit into those size two genes. And and that is what, you know, those women who look down on other people for their choices, for their you know, not being in a size two, or eating processed foods, or indulging in in certain ways, where they hold themselves to just this incredibly strict standard, it's it's not mentally healthy. So, I did very much appreciate that they had this conversation. That um, you know, Mackenzie talked about how you know, Lizzo is judged in ways that Rihanna is not. You know, when Lizzo, uh, you know, would eat or showed up in that naked dress or eats her vegan Sloppy Joes, she's looked at in a different way than when Saweetie, who has a very thin um, toned body, you know, she eats her McDonald's in front of people and has a McDonald's deal. And, you know, I I will admit when I'm eating very clean, I do feel a sense of superiority. Like I'm in control. I'm being disciplined. And that is, that's not a good emotion to have. That's not, I'm not better than other people because I'm eating clean. And I think that, that whole concept, that thought process is, it's just, it's, it's not healthy. So, um, and, and, and it, that was also brought up on this other Love Heaven podcast where there was a woman who – and I have this written down somewhere in other notes. But she talked about how there was um, – I can't remember if she was a dietician as well. I, I believe she she was. They uh, Wendy and Jessica had had this other woman on who was – who was diagnosed as anorexic, but she didn't have that uh, emaciated body that people come to expect is what you should have with anorexia. And she even, you know, she would – she admitted – and she's a woman of color – um, who just struggled to try to fit again into that societal norm. And a nutritionist is the one that diagnosed her with anorexia because, um but it's a different type of anorexia. and And she did tell people it's 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 a type of anorexia where you don't you don't have the emaciated body. And, oh, I guess, apparently only six percent of people with that diagnosis ah uh, that that diagnosis actually have um, you know, that are that are actually underweight. There's a lot of people that have anorexia that are in a normal size body. And um, you know, she talked about how she would also feel that sense of superiority when she would eat healthy and other people were not, or eat clean, or, you know, very, very uh, you know, plant based and 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 restrictive. And she so when she talked about that, again, that's something that I was able to look at myself and say, wow, you know, I do that too. That's that's definitely not healthy, normal behavior. That's a disordered behavior. And I don't think I've ever had an eating disorder. I've just had disordered eating habits, again, because of what society has perpetuated. And I I didn't grow up you know, with strict religious beliefs. I did grow up slightly Catholic, but, um, you know, I was baptized Catholic, but my family never forced me to go to Sunday school. So I was never, you know, brought up in the religion. But I can see Taylor's affiliation with that. Now, she's not, she's also not strictly religious, but she does have the, that Catholic guilt. And so when Sabrina talked about, the the fat phobia stemming from religious beliefs, it, it just it started the the pieces kind of started going together for me where you think about these, you know, no sex before marriage, you know, Taylor's parents, and and again, just this kind of strict um idea of being good versus being bad. And uh, you know, pun like punishing yourself with eating clean and and doing it so that you were thin because being thin is so is societally important. So I I just again the dots started connecting and it did help me kind of understand what I want to put out there with this podcast and that I again my apologies if I've said things as I will continue to say not always perfect things, but, um, but I do overall want to get myself better, help other people get out of this, um, this fat phobic diet culture nation and, and look to have more balance because it feels just better mentally, physically, uh, and, and, and not focus on the number, but just focus on how things, how exercise, how movement makes you feel, how eating nutritionally just makes you feel. So that's the podcast today. I just kind of wanted to combine those two on a very difficult topic, kind of call my own self out a little bit like Taylor does, uh, because I know that I've said some problematic things, but I am working on it just like all of us should be working to get better and uh, in future podcasts, we will break down some, I'm reading a, a fascinating book right now that I would like to break down. It, it deals with transgender issues and alcoholism, but also a big, big food and diet focus. So I might do that um, sometime soon. And then I have a couple more DST episodes to review. So stay tuned for more great episodes. Well, thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Diet Obsessed podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at The Diet Obsessed. You can write to us at The Diet obsessed at Gmail. And that's the show for today. I wish you all a balanced week.